You are listening to the Why I Love Disney podcast. In this episode, we discuss the recent announcement that Bob Chapek has been named the new CEO of the Walt Disney Company and the reaction that some Disney fans have had to the big news. Are you ready? Let's go. So, David, um, where were you when Bob Iger stepped down? Um, I was working. I was uh, actually... Uh... <laughs> And welcome to another exciting episode of the Why I Love Disney podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm David. And we are coming to you here the week of a big Disney announcement. We'll get to that here in a second. But first, David, how was your week? Very good. How was yours? Uh, fairly good. Yeah. It's been <laughs> rainy and cold and I'm ready for spring. But overall, um, it's on this way. things are going well. You know, I, had a, I had a very busy work week, so I didn't get to uh, watch as many good things uh, as, I, as I wanted to. It's just been a bit, really busy week. Has uh, I traveled a little bit this week for for work? Went to St. Louis and, and just got back and haven't had a lot of sleep. But overall, it's been a good week and um, travel a little bit. You know, the the coronavirus thing has taken off, and we we had an episode of that about Shanghai closing. Yeah. You know, we never know. You won't. A couple months we may do an episode about uh, you know other part other things closing. Well, you know? to- Tokyo has closed. Tokyo is closed too now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Anyhow, moving on to Dis- the big Disney news. You mentioned Bob Chapek. Why, you know, why would you say him along with Bob Iger? Well, <laughs> that's the big news of the week is that Bob Iger surprisingly steps down as Disney CEO. Yeah. Um, unexpected announcement in the middle of the week last week. I think it was a Tuesday morning when they announced. And there's a lot of questions kind of swirling around this. But I find this incredibly interesting, and it, it obviously impacts the future of Disney right. moving forward. So, David— um, where were you when Bob Iger stepped down? I was working. I was uh, actually, uh... <laughs> you know, it's one of those. It, it, you know, it's like the Kennedy assassination. Where were you? When... It did. It did feel like that for for uh, for a few minutes when I started reading everybody's responses. But I was uh, I was just doing some work and uh, I saw it. And actually, my son saw it on Instagram. Uh, I mentioned it uh, right. I think you texted me first, and then my son uh, walked in and said, "Hey, did you see this?" So. Both of you guys saw it right about. I wasn't online right about that when it happened. When you, you get guys. the headline, you know, and it's unexpected. Yeah. Usually these days, your first thought goes to, "Oh no, something happened." Right. You know, something bad's happened. You know, and and the jury's still out. We don't really know why now, and yeah. it doesn't make a lot of sense. I've seen a lot of people speculate. Uh, he says it's to work more in the creative uh, side yes. of things. So and, you, when you, but you, when you, re- you picked up, you hit the click, the story. Right. This is, seems to be an orchestrated thing by Disney mm-hmm. that for, we don't know Iger's reasoning. He's in the one year into a three-year contract. Right. But when you read in, he does talk about why he, what he's going to do. We don't know why, but what he's going to do, which you were just alluding to. What, what, Usually when we see things like so-and-so step down out of the blue, we think something bad happened. They got let go. They did something wrong. Something, some, something's happened. I mean, that's, you know, out of the blue like that. You but just he's need, staying around. Yeah. And that was the first thing I saw. He's, he's, he's becoming the chairman and he'll work with Chapek for the next year or two. And uh, that's what it looks like. So the news is Bob Iger steps down as CEO, becomes chairman to stay involved with Disney over the next course. And then in his place, Bob Chapek is the new named the new CEO of Disney. And that came also as a surprise. The step down was a surprise. And then the replacement was also a surprise um, to most people as well. And initially, the stock took a hit. The initial reactions, you start reading all of the, you know, all of the news reports and getting kind of feedback on this. And in the initial, it was kind of like, wow, what is going on here? Right. And markets, usually investors don't like not knowing what's going on. They don't like instability. Mm-hmm. But I think once the the news came out that everything's, you know, everything's okay, everything's sort of settled back. But Bob Chapek was an interesting choice. Um, tell us, do you, what do you know about Bob Chapek, first of all? Like, what's... Well, What's that was, that was probably the thing that surprised me. Uh, the announcement that it was Bob Chapek wasn't that big of a surprise to me because this is somebody that we've seen around the company for, uh, I think he's actually been there like 27 years. I mean, this is somebody that has a long history uh, with the company. And so it wasn't a big surprise to me because I knew I knew who Bob Chapek was so that they named 
you know, at least that the successor was somebody, oh, I know who that is. I know what I've, I've seen him at, at events. I've seen him online. And so it wasn't a big surprise to me, but a lot of people seem to be, you know, really shocked by it. And of course, there are, there are a lot of Parks fans that uh, really, I was really surprised that some of the, you know, the talk and, oh no, and the, right. you know, like, I can't, like, here, it's all going to fall apart now. And I was like, what? Well, but before we get into kind of the, the, the reaction from both news and speculators, bloggers, you know, yeah. people who follow this stuff, I think it's interesting to, in these moments to talk about why this, why Bob Iger stepping down is a big deal. What has he done? Like, I would argue, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, that other than like Disney himself and and kind of the aftermath of of his family, Iger has probably been one of the most influential CEOs that Disney's had. He's become a a key, a key figure who's done a lot, a lot of things to transition Disney into the 21st century. Right. And I think now when somebody steps down, you start to look back at his accomplishments and you start to see, whoa, this guy was a heavyweight and it will be probably looked on as an iconic um, leader and CEO from acquisitions from Pixar to all of the intellectual property acquisitions from, you know, Marvel, Star Wars that he oversaw, all of those things more recently, Lucasfilm, 21st Century Fox, the the renaissance of the parks, the opening of new parks. And his tenure, um, some incredible things have taken place and the stock is at an all time high. Right. Um, things are really well in the world of Disney. So his legacy is going to be, um, you know, any CEO of a large corporation, you know, the Bob that, you know, you have a lot of people that are respected. They can do talk show circuits. They can, you know, they can write books. They can do those sorts of things, but there are a few certain ones that become iconic. You think of the, the Steve Jobs, you think of the Elon Musk, Elon Musk, more of an innovator, uh, inventor kind mm-hmm. of different take on that. The Bob Welch's, you know, the the kind of iconic leader, CEO, business people that have, have been in there. I, Iger, I think, is is entering that realm. I, and and this, that may be right. a controversial statement, but I feel like he is with his accomplishments and now kind of his control of this whole situation and how it of this large corporation and Iger's very much in control of what's happening shows his influence, um, how it's grown and how he, his kind of fingerprints are all over Disney right now. Right. And nothing really happens without him signing off on it, even still. And that's a, that's a huge statement. Um, so when a guy like that steps down, you don't replace that. Right. Things are different from going forward. Now, he's still on. He's still there. And a lot of people think that, um, you know, um, Bob Chapek is kind of like the shadow uh, now that, that Iger's still in control and they're going to be kind of a, a duo, you know, working together. Yeah, I saw I, I saw some of that on, online, too. Which I think for investors, you're glad you're glad to see that you want Iger still there, right? right. Um, as fans of Disney, if you like what's been happening the last decade, you want Iger still involved. So we get to the choice of Chapek, and you were talking a little bit about this. who is Bob Chapek? Get what's his resume? Like what 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 can we expect? Kind of where does he come from? What is he bringing to the table, and why you think he was the Bob Iger's choice to replace him? Um, well, I mean, I don't know why why he would necessarily be his choice, but I mean, he's definitely worked in every area of, I mean, in several areas of the company. He's been the chairman of the parks and uh, experiences and products for uh, for several years. And before that, he was, you know, the president of the consumer products division. And before that, he worked in the distribution at the studios. So he's worked in movies. Uh, he's worked in parks. He's worked in products. I mean, that's, that's. So he's had his hand in different things yeah, and been in charge of different things. So he knows the business. Yeah. So that's why I guess it wasn't a surprise to me, but again, there's some there that, you know, there's just a whole, there's a fan base, uh, out there that sees a, that sees Chapek as someone who keeps things from happening in the park, who does things cheaply. What do you mean, what do you mean by that? Who does things, keeps things from happening in the park. Can you like, well, I'm not really, that's one of the things I'm not really sure because a lot of, a lot of the things that I see people write about that, I don't, I don't see what their, what their that, proof that, is. You're, you're <laughs> referencing the criticism. Yeah. But just we, the, we, thing, you, the you, comments that I see when, after it happened and people say, Oh no, not him. And I'm like, what are, what are they, what are people seeing that I, that I'm not really, 
Yeah, I'm looking at 27 years. His most recent gig was chairman of Disney Parks Experiences and Products, overseeing the Galaxy's Edge launch, overseeing new new rides, um, the park experience, which is, is seeing record attendance, right, across the board. Right. Um, the opening of Shanghai Disney, he was very much involved in. Was he, I believe he was standing with Bob Iger when it opened, right? They're together on that. Right. He has worked in you know, oversaw the intellectual pro- Disney intellectual property in terms of like the Disney vault, his involvement with Disney brand as far as video and direct to consumer sales. Well, and there were people that were just critical of the fact of the Disney vault that like, oh, that, that was his, that was his, uh, his great idea. Like that was a horrible thing, but I mean, actually it was very good for the company. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was what it was. What it, it was, you know. And about, somebody, I, I read that somebody said, "Yeah, I had to, you know, I wanted to buy a Lion King one time, and it was one hundred and fifty dollars on eBay." And I've I've been buying Disney movies. You have all of them, basically. all of them yeah. for twenty. You subscribe tw- to the club twenty some years yeah. with, since I was in high school. Yeah, and before so before JPEG. Well, yeah, and Correct. so well, actually, he was there in ninety three. So okay. yes, I was buying before he that was in been VHS. That would have been VHS back then, but. You, nothing was ever that expensive on eBay. You right. could always Fine. go find them used. We have a huge bookstore in my in my hometown that's nothing but used movies and books. Yeah. And everything is there. Every Disney movie that you could ever want to find used is sitting there on the shelf. So I was like, that was not true. Not just even because the, yeah, just and the and one the good thing who, about the vault, I'll tell you another good thing about the vault is that every time they re-release a movie usually in the vault, they add new bonus features, which is one of our favorite things as a family. We go back and we go, oh, look, there's we didn't know this backstory of how they did this. They show you new artwork with lots of great features that yeah. you got in the, in the re-releases. If there'd only been in one release of any of those movies, there was a lot of a lot of great content we never would have had. As a fan, it's, they add value to the customer, the yes. consumer, and we're talking about this in the sense of one. It's of the kind of a side thing, yeah. It's a this, side bet, but this is something. But I was like, wow, Chapek there were people that of. really, yeah, were like, uh, and and, and you know, people crushed him for that fans. But at the same time, it was successful. Yeah, and uh, you could argue and, it's created demand. Yes, like and kept these things special as opposed to just you know um, well, that was and, the whole idea, right? Walt, it was Walt's idea. Right? Walt was already yeah from the beginning. They re-released movies in the theater about every seven years. Mm-hmm. That was Walt's plan. About every seven years, it would come back. So we didn't oversaturate it. So people could come back and see it, you know, in, in a few years with a new with new kids that haven't seen it before. And I think that's exactly exactly the same thing that, that the vault did. Plus, you've got to remember that when when VHS came out and when at the beginning there were just like TV in the days of movies. When VHS came out, it's like this is gonna this is gonna kill everything. Yeah. You know, everybody's gonna own it and nobody's gonna go to the movies anymore. I mean, there were all those kind of it took a while for everybody to work through all these technologies and go, hey, well, we'll just scatter. I mean, you know. And he was very instrumental in the strategy, okay, of he didn't invent the strategy of the vault, right? But he was involved in getting people to VHS, yes. sales from VHS to DVD. You know, th- those Look, are yeah. big things. He would definitely have been there through the years of doing that. Yeah. But I, I think that uh, what I, I, he is actually really credited with creating that system within within the and some fans crush him for that. However, from a bi- how about this? A business, the whole reason a business exists is to make money. Right. And that often defines success. Now, the great companies, they make money because they serve people's needs and wants and desires, right? Mm-hmm. Apple is a great example of this. People complain their stuff is expensive. But we are both sitting here on MacBook Pros with our iPhones and we will gladly pay a little bit more because we love the product. Right. They have served our needs in such a way that we're fans of, of even Apple, right? right? Disney's the same way. And we want the company to be successful. And from a business standpoint, the vault was genius. And yeah. the vault did some incredible, it served many purposes, not the least of which was selling you every title three times on every format. Well, right? that's exactly. Which you're not mad you, about that. You, you, you bought. You had. You probably a lot of people would have had the platinum yeah. version of a DVD. Then the when the Blu-ray when they when they came around again they did they bought it on Blu-ray and now now they're releasing everything on 4K and uh, you get it all on Disney Plus also. Yep. You know you subscribe and you not only do you own it all you subscribe to Disney Plus <laughs> so it's easy to access on your phone. This is honestly this it, this is interesting. Yep. It's the world and to get us to to convince us to do this. Is, is 
is kind of brilliant business. And I will do it because I do find it's valuable to me and my family to pay $7 a month for things I may even already own. First, there's new content. That's important. But that I can log in right now on my phone and watch whatever I want to watch. That's it's, it's the, the the world is changing. Now, that's not Chapek. He's not part of Disney Plus and the streaming thing. That actually was a guy. One of the controversies is, you know, Kevin Mayer is in charge of the direct-to-consumer right. um, kind of seen as the future of the company. Right. The future of Disney's revenue growth is not going to come from parks. It's going to come from intellectual property and, and, and streaming. And, and kind of what they do with Disney Plus is sort of seen as the, the kind of the— the cornerstone of the future of the entire Disney business and their acquisition of Fox and Lucasfilms and all of these things has to do with this new world we live in of streaming and, and unique content. Content, they say, is king, right? Um, that they're actually moving forward. So this guy named Kevin Meyer, who is in charge of this, was sort of a lot of people thought he would be the next CEO. Right. And he was not the CEO. And that's added a bit of conversation and I won't say controversy, but um, speculation as to why is this move best? Would it have been better if they had picked Kevin Mayer mm-hmm. as CEO? What have, have you read anything about that? And what is your kind of take around those? Well, what do you I'm, know about Kevin Mayer? I did. I, I really didn't know that much about him. I mean, I knew the name uh, just from the reading about Disney Plus early on. But uh, I mean, what I what I have seen people say, like, you know, he hasn't. He hasn't been in as many worked in many, as many areas of the company as as JPEG, so that makes sense. He's really focused on one thing, mm-hmm. and he's done a great job at what he's what he's doing. So maybe I mean maybe it was just that that he didn't have the as much experience in as many areas I've as JPEG. I think, and that's kind of conventional wisdom. I think, and now I've read a lot about that in this. Um, there apparently was a lot of people in Disney kind of rooting for that. You know, there, you hear rumors and anonymous sources and things. Um, I don't know how, how much I trust those a and B as a business. Okay. If I, if I'm sitting on the board and you're kind of crown jewel, a property of Disney plus, is just launched. It's brand new. It's going great right. by all accounts. You know, there's some there's some production delays and some things on new shows and some you know problems that. But it's in the midst. It's in the infant stages, and it's this wild success. And you want it to be. And people are saying this is the future of your business. Why would you take the guy in charge of it and go put him somewhere else, even mm-hmm. above it? You know, you want this guy right here doing what he's doing. And that's interesting to me about the timing of all this too, that Iger would step down now as opposed to ending his contract in 2021. Right. Um, that, that I think maybe played into why it was Chapek now. Uh, and I don't know what Iger's, it could, it, it could be health related. It could be, I, I mean, we're speculating. We don't know. It could be a thousand different things. I saw lots of speculation. On may, yeah. It, it, you could, it, it, um, yeah. It, there may end up being more news out about this in the coming days, yeah. but for right now, whatever, he may want to spend more time with his kids or his grandkids, right. but he also may be looking for a partner because he's still really involved. He, right. uh, there could be a lot of reasons, but if you were going to make this, had to make this decision right now, Chapek to me also looks like a really definitely qualified, but a well, really good choice. Well, one of the, this, this was an article that I, that I had read. It said uh, JPEG has, has been controversial figure to Disney park enthusiasts who feel that JPEG is more concerned with maximizing profits than maximizing guest experiences. That was a quote from Argo, maximizing profits. So it's kind of like, that's when I said doing things cheaper than people want to see. There's a lot of people, there's also a lot of criticism that he's put the, putting IPs, like putting Guardians of the Galaxy into Tower of Terror, things like that, bringing more IPs into the park. A lot of Epcot fans that don't want characters, you know, characters from movies coming into yeah. Epcot that's changing the, the face of the way Epcot's always it, been. This is a good conversation, too, because we're talking about kind of curmudgeon behavior, you know, yeah. negativity, that anytime we're now in a world where everybody gets to voice their opinion, we're doing it right here right. on this podcast, social media, there's bloggers, there's people, everybody can give their opinion. So if, if you're a, a traditionalist and you like the park the way you remember it, when they put Star Wars characters in there, when they put, you know, when right. Bart Simpson shows up, you know, 
I've, and I've asked you, we've, ha- we've talked about this on the podcast right. before. Like, what are your thoughts as someone who's grown up with Disney about these new things? And I think both of us as fans are excited about it growing right. and about it being done with excellence. Right. right. So, I, 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 I understand for the, the, for the fans of Epcot that really love the original vision of what Epcot was in the eighties, even though it was, it was not what it, what Walt originally intended, but that loved that it was about the future, that it was looking forward, and it it wasn't about any Disney characters. It was this, it was kind of its own thing. So I can understand if you've loved Epcot, I can understand that crowd. Not, but the thing is that they're so. I mean, even if even the animated movies, there's so many characters now. You can't you can't squeeze them all into Fantasyland. I mean, even it, Disney characters. Yeah, they can't get all the Disney characters in one place. There's no way. There's not enough real estate to to do to highlight to even all their princesses. That they have to. They can't put every princess in one spot. They're going to spread them out. That's just the way it's going to be. So it doesn't surprise me because there's. I mean, there's still. You think about how many even from the new movies. How many characters you don't ever see in the park. Well, let's park not get or, sanctimonious about all this anyway. Right. Mickey Mouse is an original Disney character. Cinderella is not. Right. You know, uh, yeah. Peter Pan is and, not. And, and Mickey's just finally getting his first it, his first ride. It, in. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, Disney has been acquiring properties, intellectual, from um, Rapunzel to whatever, for just acquiring these old stories right. that belong to no one, really. Right. Um, and they've always done it. Walt did it. And it's a, it, we encourage it. So to look back and say, well, this is Disney and this isn't, you know, is interesting. Let's say I'll, I'll, I'll use to be, I'll just say interesting, even though I disagree. I think the new things are great. And I think it's great for the brand. I, and honestly, what do you want for the guy to do? His jobs are to make the parks better and to grow the park business. And so what does he do? He, there's more parks now. There's more attractions and oh, what else? The way it's all measured by attendance is at all time highs. Right. Well, the other thing that I guess, I mean, again, I, when, when you hear, okay, they're turning Tower of Terror into Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I'm a huge fan of Tower of Terror. I love the Twilight Zone uh, influence of it. I've done, I've done the Guardians of the Galaxy version at Disneyland. It's great too. They're, they're both fun. They, uh, I, I love both. Twilight Zone is not, that's not really a Disney property. And so it, 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 but that's what some people like that it's the things are different, that they're out of the box. Some people just don't want anything to change. Right. And, uh, you know, we try to be sympathetic but, to that. And I understand, but at the same time, like, what I was going to say, Bob Chapek. Yeah. What I was going to say, when I find out that they're going to convert that to Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm not going that Bob Chapek. <laughs> he came. What does? Who does he think he is? There's there are huge teams of people working on projects like this. You know, there's all the Imagineers. There's all the artists that people are. No one. I wouldn't think any one person is. Uh, you know, if it's a bad idea, it's gonna it's gonna fall apart. It's not gonna work. It's gonna be like oh this. You know. And but I mean, I can. We, we now, don't I, have the information they have. Yeah. Like there are armies of guys with calculators pouring <laughs> over data to yeah. say, Hey, this part of the park is not being, and I think that's the criticism, right? right. Is they don't want nerds with calculators analyzing all the data. Probably. However, what they're doing is trying to make it better for you. And guess what? More people are going and more people are loving it and it's working. Well, that's, um, that's the, that's the problem. A lot of times when we love, when we, we can be fans of things that aren't, aren't growing. Mm. We can be fans of things that aren't, aren't, you know, and things have to change because there are not enough people going to that attraction or that show. And so it has to change, even though we might love it. It's well, like the, the numbers are, are it's funny. It's, we work in, both of us work in music to yeah. some degree. And it's very, a, a analogy would be, you know, um, the people who, who don't like things that are too commercial, Right. You know, they're like, oh, I don't, that's too commercial. Well, commercial means people like it. That's really what that means. Um, I I get it. Like, it's sort of like you get the hipster Disney fans, the the old school. uh, But uh, I think it's interesting. I think, I think we both agree that it's JPEG seems like a a well-qualified choice and a good choice. And, and in the terms of he's now a partner with Bob Iger, they're going to be going at this together that Iger's more on the creative end of things and Mm -hmm. JPEG's more, 
uh, using his skill set of kind of going into a place and doing making tough decisions to make things better. And he's a proven leader and, and had success with that. Seems like a good dynamic duo, which is also part of the history of Disney. We've had this before, right? right? Who with starting with Walt and his brother, right? Well, Walt and Roy. Yeah, and uh, but and, and it's. it's it was definitely a precedent. I mean, in, in after um, Roy Disney died, Don Tatum was uh, was was CEO, and then he when he retired, Card Walker became and and Don Tatum became chairman. So there was this, you know, the same pattern you see where they 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 one retires becomes chairman, the next one becomes uh, CEO. So it's been done before. So I mean, that's 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 kind of a healthy transition. Other than the times where there, these coups where they, you know. You know, they ousted Ron Miller to bring in Michael Eisner and then ousted Michael Eisner for Bobby Iger to come in. I mean, it's uh, it's usually been that kind of a transition where the next guy chose. And even Eisner had, uh, you know, spoken to Bob Iger. OK, so let me ask you this. What do you think um, Chapek the, and Iger together, what do you think changes going forward? What can we expect to see more of or less of? with this change or do you think it's like just more more of the same well i think again a lot of people think that oh we're going to see a lot of we're going to see a lot more ips coming in and that's that's because all. that's what his legacy in the parks is, yes. is getting the star wars galaxy getting edge. those yes and so that you're oh you're going to start seeing star wars everywhere you're going to see epcot full of characters and there are there we are seeing it happen i mean we've got ratatouille coming to france we've got we've got frozen in the norway pavilion so more more ips have come in there but I mean, again, there there are things that the fans really want, and you got a ride like the Ratatouille ride from from Disneyland Paris that is an exceptional attraction. It that's really the only place it fits, right? And so, but there's like you know, there's always going to be people that don't like anything like that to change. That's what's what it seemed like to me. And there's always people that always seem to have this world of knowledge about how things work that I go, man, how do these people know all this? Because yeah. I'm just like looking at it going, okay, well, we'll see. I mean, I, you know, when I, when I watch the Imagineering series, you you think about all these, they, oh, they ousted this guy because the company was floundering. And so then this person came in. But you watch that overall history from the parks from 1955 till now. They've all done great. Everything's done great, and every every uh, you know there there in the in the early seventies, those guys were getting the Magic Kingdom, the the Florida uh, resorts going, uh, and then those first couple of guys they had, then they got Epcot going, then they got Tokyo going, Michael Eisner's era. I mean, every no, nothing's perfect, but they've all accomplished amazing things. And you know, there's people that will criticize Bob Iger for things he's done too. I mean, he doesn't have nobody gets away without somebody saying you did something wrong. Sure, there, and there's always perspectives and opinions on yeah. things, and and how you measure success is is different maybe for other people because a lot of people. Um, you know, is it attendance? Is it profit? Is it, and is that, is that the best measure? Um, maybe not, but all of those things are, I think are metrics of customer satisfaction. Right. Uh, and the Dis- a company like Disney that is so um, intertwined with its story, right. with the idea of, of Walt Disney and his ideas and his imagination being a place where you can escape to another, another place, right? A happy place. Right. Right. And it could be a, um, a, a you move into another world. That's what Disney does. You move into the Marvel universe. You move into Star Wars. I think this all goes together. And they put Avatar in stinking Animal Kingdom for crying out loud. I mean, that to me, that's a. I, I'm critical of that. I hate Avatar. Like I thought the movie was terrible. The the CGI looks corny. I don't like the story. And the fact that I, when they put that in there, I'm like, this this is ridiculous. I hear the ride's awesome. It's, a, it's, it's, it. it's an incredible. But that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but I was. I mean, we were not. We were not. When we found out that was coming, we were like, what? Now I enjoyed it. I loved it. I think it's an incredible area. I mean, it has a huge fan base just based on the experience and the ride. And there are people that will say that's their favorite ride at, in the parks, but they may not like the movie. Sure. So I don't know. I've not well, heard, I don't, I'm sure some, I'm sure it's somebody's favorite movie, but I haven't. Track. I think my point is, is that there's something, every Disney fan, if you ha- were to go through the list of the, you know, from restaurants to attractions, to rides, to movies, we all have 
favorites and there's probably something we don't like as much. Right. For me, it, oh, it's a- Avatar is towards the bottom of the list right. um, of all of them. And Avatar's not even a, in a it's not even a Disney film. Wasn't right. a, but it's in the it's they in the it now, yeah. right? Yeah, so again, so and there will be there are coming sequels. So Lord help us. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. That's my negative. <laughs> that's my negativity coming out there. But um, all that to say, it's going to make a ton of money. And either way, they acquire properties. Right. It may not be Star Wars. May not be your thing. But man, it's worked, and it's worked for a lot of people. Right. And um, and Disney's great at at that. And Chapek has been a big part of that for 27 years. And I think this makes a lot of sense. And I'm excited to see kind of where this goes. You know, we'll see. I think there's probably more to the story that's going to come out more news around kind of why Iger um, did this. Cause he hasn't, he's given an interview to CNBC the day of the announcement, mm-hmm. but it was very corporate kind of stay with the talking points. You know, I'm still on board. This is everything we've just talked about here, but I'll, I'll bet over the next year, Towards when he gets towards the end of his his contract tenure, I don't know how long he stays on as right. chairman. That he, he's going to do an Oprah interview or something where we're going to find out. You know, there's probably more to this decision. You might be right. Um, it could just be those one that you get to a certain point in your life and you're like, "What do I love to do?" Right. And I just want to do that. Yeah. And in all of our jobs, you know, there's a certain level of like responsibility that. Um, you know, we want autonomy, right? We want to do the things we love to do more than the things we have to do. And I could imagine for a guy like Bob Iger, it's got more money than he needs or mm-hmm. could ever spend. Um, he has lots of successes under his belt. He's accomplished the things. He's he just launched Disney Plus. He's had all this list of accomplishments. Like, what's next, right? And he's still in there fighting. You know, he's still in there working for the company. But I could, I totally understand just a guy who's like, you know, I've done a lot of stuff. I've right. made a lot of money. I'm really happy with where I am. And the things I love are working on creative things or these projects. My, my things. Yeah, I, I, I want to know what the creative thing is that he's working on. Like, what does that mean when he says I'm working on creative? He, maybe he, I took it as maybe he just loves that part of it. Right. And, and he, but he's not able to devote his time right. to it as much. Yep. I doubt he's going to write a movie, a screenplay. Although, wouldn't that be hilarious? I want to write <laughs> my novel. <laughs> I want to write my screenplay. You know, um, it's, it's probably not that, but I, I do. I, I sense, and I can relate to and understand. I wanted. I want to be more in control of the things I do from day to day, right? And, and less beholden to some obligations of my job, right? right? I think that's kind of a dream for all of us, in a way, to do just the things we love to do and get paid for it, and to to steer things and still impact people's lives in a positive way. And and if that's what it is, I, I'm not like a. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I. I, I Tend to, unless there's evidence, I'm not going to believe that you know his health is an issue or or any sort of bad news. Right. I'm not. I've seen both of those yeah. online. So, um, so and until <laughs> and that he was run, he was running for political office. Oh, he's going to run like, for run for yeah. VP, which I yeah. think is, is I think that's probably the least likely. But yeah. you never know these days. You never know these days. But um, it's all an interesting story. And for Disney fans, I think this is one that affects everybody too. And I happen to be really. This is why I love Disney podcasts. We talk about all things Disney, and we understand there's probably listeners out there that you know want to hear us talk about you know onward. Come, we're about. We'll talk some other things here in a second. But you know the things we're passionate about. We're passionate about this this brand, this this Disney company, and the, all the things around it. And I love the 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 Imagineers, Imagineering story and the idea of why Walt built and how he built this company and this business and all the things that surround, this really interests me as an entrepreneur. You were people who build a podcast and we're building a brand. And th- these are, Disney's inspired us to do the things that we do. So the idea that the head of the company and kind of the political workings around that is, I think, incredibly fascinating right. and something that um, that I hope we talk more about as we see more things come out as this, this transition takes place. Um, and if you have, we seriously, I'd love to hear it, it, things you've heard, um, listeners out there who who maybe could write in comments or their takes on this stuff. I'd love, I love reading these things yeah. too from people. So please get back with us on this stuff. Do yeah. you have any? I, you know, I have it like a. Bullet I just, point I just feel like I feel like that it's going to be fine. I mean, whatever, it's it's going to be good. It's it's going to keep growing. They're going to keep doing things. We're all we're all fans are always going to regret when things they love leave, but you have to look forward to the good things that are coming. It's just part of the process. There's a lot of things that left. When I look back yeah, at Epcot in the 80s, there's some some of those attractions. I wish we're still there with Spaceship Earth. That would be awesome, but they're not. So we got to keep moving forward. Just got to keep looking for new things to love. Absolutely. Well, 
it, there's a, I mean, I've got articles and notes and things we could keep talking about this for a long time, but we probably should move on for now. All right. Maybe come back on a future episode as we get updates about this. But Disney news this week, that's the biggest of all the Disney news. But other thing, a few other things have happened, you know, little things. Onward's coming out oh, this yeah. week. They're starting to trickle. The reviews are starting to trickle in and it looks really good. Just going by, we, we offer and reference Rotten Tomatoes here. Um, I think it's in the mid 80s and the early reviews. Okay. And that's not with all of them. So it, it still fluctuates quite a bit. Everything I've read has been pretty positive. And again, it's not out to the public. So there's no audience scores or anything like that. It's really been more review things. But I'm really excited about Onward opening this weekend. Hopefully we'll both get to that. And our next episode, we'll hopefully talk a little bit about onward and our, our takes on that have you have you heard have you read anything on it yet any of the reviews i've, I've heard it's going to make you cry <laughs> oh, i'm not excited about that yeah it's like oh no um but yeah i've i've, I've heard good I've, i saw a few reviews i saw some people do some video reviews online that got to see it early and said you'll enjoy it that it's uh but it is something you bring a few tissues to um mickey's runaway railroad opens this week also the, on the 4th. Right, right. The opening oh, dedication easy. ceremony is on March 3rd. So uh, big day tomorrow with that. Today's that we're recording this on March 2nd. So uh, lots, yeah, a couple of big things this week coming. I was, I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to work out a trip that I was going to be in Florida in March. And I was really excited that I might be down there and be able to get in there to see, to do this, but it's not going to work out. Maybe a little bit later this year before I can get back. You mentioned Spaceship Earth. I think that was in. Yeah, Spaceship Earth closing. It's going to, it's going to start its closure in May. I thought it was going to be earlier in the year, but they're saying May. May 26th, it closes. And that's the iconic. Yeah. And see, there's already people that were critical about them and they released some pictures of things they were doing. And again, it was like they were saying it was being, it was being redone, but Again, wasn't uh, they were blaming Chapek that it wasn't big enough? <laughs> it's like you have you've seen one picture. <laughs> I, I think it speaks really well to Chapek being CEO that he's the one that's blamed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's already taken the blame for this stuff, which is sort of what a CEO should do, right? right. Now he's got to find someone else to start getting the blame. That's a mark of a good CEO is to like have the other fall guy for you, right? No, but yeah. I, it, it, it speaks, I think it speaks also to Iger's leadership to right. develop that kind of, I was reading, but there were three potential guys. I was reading an article from last year about the, the potential successors to, to Iger and JPEG was on the list, so it's not like he's out of nowhere. Yeah, well, I, I just looked at an article from 2017 that said it looks like JPEG will be the name. And that was three years ago. Yep. Um, so, you know, I mean, I know but a little bit earlier than that, there was some other speculation. So, again, I don't know where, where all that's come from. But yeah, all, we were, we're circling back around. We're circling right back around again. But, I mean, it's, everything affects it. So, yeah, Spaceship Earth is closing. That's a big deal. Um, to- I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to a new Pixar movie that's all brand new. That's not a sequel. I mean, I'm not I don't dislike the sequels, but it's always nice when they do something brand new. Yeah. When when you get new characters and new people to kind of who are the voice actors in this? Do you, do you know uh, Tom Holland, Chris Pratt? Okay, Ju- Julia Louis Dreyfus. Okay, that's gonna be great. Yeah, Man, I'm really excited. Um, this is a big this is a big release too. I know. I meant to get. Uh, they're, it, I think it's showing in. Uh, it opens the sixth, but I think it, it's in my town on the fifth. You get the sneak. Yeah, this, the, night the night before, before. I'm going to try to go on Thursday night. So yeah, obviously Onward is the biggest news, but the, some, some smaller news. You, you get these kind of trickle out kind of announcements from Disney about Disney Plus shows and some other things. And again, as a Star Wars fan, it always comes back to Star Wars for me. But they did announce a new uh, endeavor, the Star Wars Project Luminous. Did you see? You sent me a, you sent me something around there um, that had to do with that. That's what they're kind of calling it. And within that is the um, Star Wars The High Republic. Right. It looks like, from what I understand, we don't know what it will develop into in its end, but they have a lot of creative people working on this. New storylines. Incre- this huge new storyline of Star Wars. Going way back. Way before. Way before Luke. Way before Luke. And um, this could manifest itself. They're working with partners across the board from not just Marvel, but different entities. Um, this could come out in terms of, I, I thought, comic books, movies, TV shows could spin out of this. That's super exciting because yeah. it looks like, from what it looked like from the trailer they released, they've invested a lot into this already. Um, 
as far as just brain power and resources to like get people in a room to to come up with these things. It looks like they're they're well they're pretty far along the the way of kind of these stories and ideas and characters. It did. It looks really it was, fascinating. It was a really good video. Um, on top of that, kind of right off of that, there's a new Disney Plus series set to begin production this year um, called Moon Knight. Have you heard about this? I have not. Um, this is a Marvel um, character. And um, Moon Knight, I'm reading now off the description, Moon Knight tells a story of Mark Spector, a former Marine and CIA operative who suffers from multiple personality disorder and believes that he was resurrected and subsequently powered the Egyptian god Noshu. <laughs> Jeremy Slater, who is perhaps best known for his work on Umbrella Academy and The Exorcist, will serve as the showrunner. So... This is for Disney Plus, which is a PG platform, right? Wow. But it, it, it's a Marvel property thing. Mm-hmm. This sounds really interesting to me. That's um, very interesting. I have not heard that. Uh, kind of, it sounds dark in the description. It does. But um, and I'm looking at some concept art too that um, is kind of this uh, I don't know monstrous looking muscle bound guy with some armor on. Um, so I don't know what this is, but it's starting production this year, which means we don't, won't have to wait very long. I'd say maybe a 2021 release would wow. be something. So that, that's an inter- that's something that caught my, caught my eye this week that I thought looked really interesting as someone, a fan of like comic books and, and kind of the action adventure side of, of Disney plus. Yeah. So that's really interesting. Anything else that you saw this week that you can, I watched, uh, the one thing I got to watch this week that I hadn't seen before was the the Walt Disney Animation Studios short circuit experimental films okay. on Disney Plus. I see that they're down short. in the thing. They're I just short. They're just yet. short animated. What they're, is it like? Tell me about they're, that. They're like two, two or three minute films, little little short films. They're they're shorter than shorts. They're like two minutes long. Super short films. They're super right. super short films. They're just like one little quick idea, one little quick blip. From a, of a story, but they they were really good. They were, stylistically, they're all varied, and it was really interesting. They tell a little bit, bit of the backstory, how they came up with the story, and then how they developed it. And it's really it's kind of documentary, but then you see the film as kind of behind the scenes thing. It was really good. Did you enjoy it's, it? Yeah, I thought they were really is it good. Like you watch one at a time, or is it? Yeah, you can. They're just one at a time. I think there were like fourteen different little films. Okay. Yeah, they were good. Interesting. I did watch something new on Disney Plus this week with my family. What'd you watch? Timmy Failure. Oh, how was it? I thought it was good. Okay. I, I, my kids, we laughed a, a lot. We thought it was quirky and interesting. Um, okay. I do have a take. We almost watched that. I wish I'd watched it. We we looked and it was it was about a, a, an hour and forty minutes, and we didn't have time that night. Well, maybe, to, maybe next week we could, if you get a chance to watch. When, whenever you get a chance to watch it, I would love to maybe do a podcast segment on this in particular. Okay. I, I thought it was. Re, it takes place in Portland. Okay. And it's very. I've never been to Portland, but it, it's. What I would imagine Portland, all the stereotypes of Portland being okay. kind of strange and weird and very <laughs> liberal and liberal in the sense of like just a hipster sort of different world kind of place, Northwestern vibes. It all kind of comes across in that. Mm-hmm. And that was an interesting back setting for the story. The kid himself, his character is um, kind of a, a kid who's misunderstood. He doesn't really fit in very well. And he kind of has this really big imagination where he's a detective and, it, and there's the cast is fantastic too. And it's hilarious. It really is good. It's, it's heartwarming. You find yourself cheering for him at the end. It's great. There are a couple of things though, that as a parent that I picked up on this kid, um, he marches to the beat of his own drum. Okay. But also is very, um, rebellious and disobedient. Okay. In a cute way, not like in a little. I think I, I picked kind of that way. up a little bit from the trailer when I watched it. Just like being told, "Hey, this is dangerous. Don't do this," by an adult, an authoritative figure, and then him turning around and, and doing just it. doing it. <laughs> and I, I was a little disappointed that the consequences to him doing what he wanted to do were not a little more drastic. There were some there, were, and he learns a lesson at the end, but. It was just an interesting, very postmodern message. Okay. Um, which I, again, I'm not against. I, I thought it was good and I would highly recommend people watch it. it but just as I, it's a different world. Yeah. And, and 
I was sitting there watching my children watch this, and I'm thinking, this is a very sanitized version of, you know, this story. It, not a sanitized, it's, it's, there's no, like, pending doom and death on the horizon, you know, nothing right. like that. However, it could have gone there. Oh. And to be honest, like, as a child, if you don't learn to listen to authoritative figures— and kind of, and that's not what happens in the movie necessarily, but it's, the lines are blurred. That happens a lot in, 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 in movies that are geared towards kids, though, where kids can, they pull off things that in real life you would not want your kids to, to do. Well, even though I'm watching The Simpsons with my son, right? We're, oh, yeah. we're all watching The Simpsons. And he's very, Bart is very, he's known for being rebellious, right? Yes. But there is still an undercurrent of, oh, I know I did this, this was bad. There's an undercurrent right. of, okay, dad's the boss, mom's the boss. I, I, he breaks the rules sometimes, but he pays a punishment. He, he's, there's a consequence to right. breaking the rules, and we all laugh at it, you know? So that was the big, you know, 30 years ago, the story was, you don't want your kids watching Bart Simpson because he'll be rebellious <laughs> and he'll talk back to you. And, but if you watch The Simpsons, you see this dysfunctional family, and we right. laugh at them, and you see, but still the norms of kind of the pecking order of respecting your elders and right. kind of knowing your place is there. To me, failure kind of, it's, you could tell it's made I'll in 20, it the, the time we live in. And and while I loved it and while it was, it's safe and it, it definitely champions individuality. I think that's good. It is encouraging to kids who are different and it tells you it's okay to be different. Okay. That's a great thing. Uh, it celebrates, you know, diversity. I think that's a great thing. But I was a little bit. Um, well, you have, you have four boys that are are not too much younger than this I've character. One that is the age okay. of, of this, um, this young man of Timmy failure in the movie. And, and it's, it's a time where it's kind of pre adolescent, just it's that you know, your fifth grade mm-hmm. about to go into middle school. That's the age group he is. And he's scared about going to middle school. It's kind of the, right. the, the context of the movie and kind of why he's acting some of the ways he's acting and, and trying to figure things out. And, and, and so it's very relatable, and I think it very hits on some real stuff and, and it resonates. At the same time, I want my kids to listen to me, and not so I, because I'm in charge, because I see things that could hurt them. Right. You know, um, there's one scene, and it, I don't want to give a big spoiler, um, but there's one scene in particular where they're on a field trip to um, a, a large dam. I don't remember which one it is, to, you know, this power, a power right. plant, basically. Okay. And he leaves his group and ends up in a very dangerous situation that he's in because he directly defies his teacher, who is looking at him saying, don't do this. And he just does it because his imagination, you know, and he's and he, the, the thing about it, too, it's not like it's Haha, I'm doing this anyway. It's it gives you sympathy to the way he's thinking. Right. It's almost like the Joker. Oh. For little kids, <laughs> it, it's you know, it's sort of like, hey, let's try to understand what they're thinking here, and really, um, the the rebellion is sympathetic, okay, and you try to see it from his perspective, which is a cool creative device. Granted, nobody gets hurt, you know, it's kind of it's say, you know, you know, it's PG, it's on Disney Plus, you know, nothing terrible is going to happen, but it was just an interesting kind of thing that I didn't expect to see. So that would be check it out. I definitely think it's worth watching. And I would not tell parents, hey, don't let your kids watch. It's nothing. I would. I'm not somebody like that anyway. It's a good movie and it's worth watching. It was entertaining. Well, it's uh, entertainment's changed a lot through Disney's history. So here we go. New new, uh, New perspectives. Um, did I sound like a, 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 a fuddy duddy? Or no, you a, sound like a dad. Okay. <laughs> a dad of four small, uh, young guys. Yeah. Um, that, I would love, and I'd love for there to be a conversation around this. Uh, I'd love to hear other people's takes on it. And again, it's not a theatrical release, so I don't know who's seen it and who hasn't, but I, if you get a chance to watch it, I'd love to talk about this more and get your thoughts on this. Um, I'll, I'll get, I'll watch it. I have a, you know, I, my kids watch Disney channel, uh, I mean, it was one thing we felt was very safe when they were uh, kids. They're they're teenagers now. But uh, when they were watching that, I never felt uh, there was anything that really bothered me. But then after they kind of gotten older and were watching less, I heard the parents of kids who were younger than ours complaining that it had had changed, that the kids were way more uh, bossing the parents around and the parents were a lot less intelligent and kind of goofball parents than than the 
shows that my kids watched. I did, I really didn't see that. So it's always changing. They're always trying to find new new ways. And, and I think those shows they always try to make the kid seem empowered and the teenager seem empowered. It's a little. It's not. It's not exact. It's not very realistic, <laughs> right? Um, although it might be. You know, does life be. imitate art or art imitate life? I, I don't <laughs> that, know. There's your question for the day. I mean, Disney has a ton of influence. I mean, a ton of influence. I mean, it's the one of the biggest media companies. It may be the biggest media company that exists. Um, and we, I give my kids free access to Disney Plus. Like, I just say I trust it. And, and I don't think that's a bad, I think it's a good thing. I still, I still trust it. It's great. And there's good values that come out of this and good moral lessons and things. But, you know, as times change, it's interesting to see, you know, how even those subtle undertones, um, shift. And and I think Timmy failure is a really good example of that. Um, just how things, times have changed. Um, I will check it out. I'll look, I'll look at it this week and we can talk. I'll give you my opinion next time. Along those lines, a little bit, we're out of time. We should wrap this up. But, you know, Lizzie McGuire doing a, from what I understand, they've talked about doing a series. Yes. A, a I rem- saw that. Launching that on Disney Plus right. as an original, which is a great idea. You know, mm-hmm. it's a, that's a, that's a winner. But they're having, there's some issues behind the scenes that, you know, Disney Plus is PG. And I think, is it, is it Hillary Duff? Is that who it is? Mm-hmm. You know, is trying, lobbying to get it pulled from Disney Plus to over to Hulu. Oh, okay. And, and, and it seems like reading, again, reading, nobody said this, but reading between the lines, it has to do with content. It has to do with, you know, how, what the show is going to be about and okay. how um, kid-friendly it's going to be. Uh. And um, these are interesting conversations. You know, um, what are they going to do to Lizzie McGuire? You know, what is that going to look like? What is this show going to be? And are, are, what what kind of boundaries are they going to push? Right. And where does that land? Like, are they going to put that? It doesn't make it matter, you know, what that is and what they put on Disney Plus. Um, and it's also interesting. I never really realized. I know Disney is owns Hulu. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of they control all that. But I, it. That was striking to me that Hulu is the adult streaming service and Disney Plus is the kids streaming service. Yeah. That in that conversation, it started to make sense to me um, that that's kind of how this is developing in a, in a certain way. So that's that was an interesting part too. I had not heard that. So that's I mean I knew they were they were the show was in development, but I hadn't heard about it. Yeah, my wife, my wife actually told me this week, she read that and said, have you heard anything about this? No. And then I hadn't even thought of anything about it. Then I saw an article and then the context of Timmy failure and with the, I was like, why would she want it to go to Hulu? It made no, didn't compute to me until we started talking about content and kind of, um, disputes with, you know, um, where the story goes. And then it's like, okay, maybe that's why. Um, Interesting. So all these things, man, tons of things, uh, keep just things to talk about. And, and, um, I'm excited for next week too, because onward will be out. Hopefully we'll have seen that. We'll give a, do an onward episode and, okay. and lots of new things coming, um, to talk about as well. Sure. There's more developments in the Bob Iger things, but for now we probably should wrap it up unless you have anything else to No, to I'm add. good. You're good for today. Yes. We'll we think come back, hopefully come back time. next week and talk about onward. Absolutely. So that's it for this week. We all always, as always, thank you for listening. We value your time. Um, if we can serve you in any way, please contact us. Our website is whyilovedisney.com. Our Twitter account is whyilovedisney1. And get with us. Let us know. Um, let us know what you think. That is why we love Disney. We love talking about these things. We could sit for hours and hours and do it, but we won't today. But we would love to know why you love Disney. Please let us know. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.